0: Welcome to the History of North America. I'm Mark Vinette. Let's examine the concepts of work, labor, property, and ownership during the early settlement of America with the help of commentary from The American Campfire Revival.
1: I want us to take a look at this idea of how you view your property. The way we're going to do this is by looking back at two groups of people in early America, the pilgrims up north in Cape Cod and then down south in Jamestown. These are two parent colonies. These are the groups who came here very early on in the early 1600s and they viewed property very differently. And the contrast is something that you and I can see going on today with people who have different views of who owns your stuff and how you ought to be providing for your family. Okay. So. If you think about the pilgrims were self-governing members, they believed that everything that they had, including their life, their children, their creativity, their strength to work, their moral character, their faith was all a gift from God. And they believed in self-government. That is, I shouldn't need a policeman to tell me what to do or threaten to punish me if I do the wrong thing. My heart is fully engaged to do the right thing from the heart. And I, and I don't want to do the wrong thing because I wouldn't want to harm my neighbor. That was what the pilgrims were all about. And they came to this new world with the idea of supporting themselves, working hard of making a living by planting their crops and by making friends with the Native Americans and having voluntary unions supporting themselves. And never did they steal corn from the Indians or force them at the point of a sword to trade with them. And that led to their great, great success. They understood private enterprise. They weren't depending on the government to take care of them, but they were going to be inventive and industrious, creative, work hard, and then enjoy the fruit of their labors. Now, in Jamestown, you got a big contrast. There were many, many people who came to Jamestown with a very different attitude. They came as hard-bitten soldiers, as men of fortune, people running from the English law. I like to call these the, the Monopoly men. You ever play the game Monopoly? Fun family game. And what's the best thing you can do on Monopoly? I mean, what's everyone going for? Well, you're trying to get those great pieces of property. Park Place, Broadway. You're trying to capture those pieces of land that are most desirable. And you really want to pass go so as many times as possible so you can collect $200, right? That's always great. And you want the secret card, right? It's the get out of jail free card. You had people who were running from the law in England, trying to get out of jail, trying to stay away from the law. You had people coming as opportunists who were looking to secure land. They wanted to grab the land, even if it meant that they were going to take it, seize it by force and steal it. And those who were looking for instant fortune, they wanted to get rich quick scheme. They were going for the gold and other treasures without really having to work hard for it not all of them, but many of them. I call them the opportunists. In contrast to the pilgrims, these guys were opportunists. The pilgrims were looking to heavenize the earth, to honor God, to make a living, support themselves, and have enough extra to give to the poor and help their neighbor. The opportunists, it was all about them. They were takers, not givers. They were suckers, not settlers. Suckers as in the leech, sucking what they can off the land, off the Native American Indians, off other people. They would either steal someone's corn rather than plant their own corn, or they would force them at the point of the sword to trade with them rather than winning their friendship and their respect by loving and honoring their neighbor as themselves. Unlike the pilgrims who were there to settle the land, to cultivate the land, to build the land and heavenize the land. Very different motives and very different perspectives on their property. If you're an opportunist, you're just looking to take, take, take. If you're a settler, you're looking to give and to build and create and to be self-sufficient and have extra to give to others. This was the great difference. And then we found in Jamestown and their captain John Smith was with them and he had to force them to work at the point of the sword. He said that their unruly behavior demanded strong external government. That's what happens, right? If people are not willing to work and they'd rather steal or rather force people to trade with them rather than producing their own goods, ultimately productivity goes down the drain. And you don't have enough. And now you got to make men and women work. And that's what began to happen. And here's what many of these colonists down in Jamestown were so profligate, so desperate that their country, England, was happy to throw them out as nuisances in society. Such persons were little capable of the strict financial practices, uh, being good with their money and persevering industry, their hard work, which their situation required. In other words, they couldn't handle the tough situation because they didn't have the internal character of heart and they didn't have the required faith, even if it was difficult and it cost them much. They didn't understand and were not taught the blessings of self-government and free enterprise. When we try to do an end run around them for quick gain, it never works. These are the things we need to be teaching our children, that ways are not the easy ways, but to develop character in us, hard work, and self-government. Civil government only works if self-government is in place and is healthy. And if we can teach our children how to do that, there is hope for this place. There is hope for freedom and prosperity enough to be able to give to those who are in need and to bless our neighbors. That's the whole idea.
0: Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen
1: up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth.
0: Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity
1: and call now. 800-218-6010.
0: Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states.
1: Going back to that Pilgrim era, and we have two colonies. We have one up in New England, Plymouth, and then down south in Virginia, we have Jamestown. And we have two different programs happening. Down south in Jamestown, you got a different program that is characterizing things down there and it's leading to bad things. You've got people that I like to call the monopoly men. You know, when you play monopoly, you're looking for the best piece of property. You're looking for the past go so you can collect $200 and then get out of jail free card. And there was a lot of people running from the law out of England, coming to the new world, looking to get rich and looking to steal or buy the best pieces of land, even if it meant they had to take it and seize it by force from others who owned it. And that led to all sorts of bad things, but they realized that that was not working. And so a new kind of settler began to come in 1619 from England to Virginia. And it was the settler that planned to work and settle the land. In fact, they began to bring women over from England so that the men could have wives and they could begin to start their families. But there were still some who lacked the kind of character necessary to work hard and put in blood, sweat, and tears to make a living for their family and honor God. And they felt that hard work was beneath them. They didn't want to work hard to plant their own fields. They didn't want to work and take the long view of prosperity. They were still looking for the get-rich-quick-and-easy plan. And so some of them had the idea of saying, you know what? I know we need to work the land, but I don't want to work it. And so some of them began to buy slaves for themselves to do the work for them. And this is where we see the first bits of slavery coming in to the colony. Of course, slavery had been in existence for thousands of years. The world was built on the back of slavery. You can see that cultures all throughout history. When man figured out, hey, why kill my brother? When I can just enslave my brother and make my brother do all my work for me. Once man figured that out, that led to his selfish ambition and illegitimate prosperity. They began to bring in cargoes of slaves on Dutch ships coming in to the planters in Virginia. And even though slavery was vigorously condemned by the priests and the clergy in England and in the colonies in America, It did take root, and it rooted deeply in the South, only to bring the ultimate national calamity upon our country. When the slave trade began to get so entrenched in the South, it had become no different than it was in Africa, in Europe, and other places, it caused the Civil War. Many of the colonists who came to Jamestown in 1619 were still, however, looking for the get rich quick scheme. And they found that there was a golden crop that they could plant that they thought could get them rich quick. And that was the gold of tobacco. And if you planted enough tobacco, it would sell for a high price and you could get rich quick. And so of course people were coming over and they were planting all this tobacco. In fact, they were so greedy they were in a frenzy planting as much as they could on all of the land that they could. They even planted tobacco in the streets of Jamestown to the point where they had forgotten to think ahead and plant enough food to feed themselves. And they didn't have enough food and supplies to sustain the people there because they were basically trying to plant money. They were trying to plant their cash crop of tobacco. And so what did they do? They started taking food from the Native American Indians again. They started putting demands on them, and the Native Americans understood that these exactions were not going to let up because they weren't learning their lessons. Their character was off, and the Indians, the Native Americans, they hated these colonists for these reasons because they were being taken advantage of, and it led to them plotting things that ultimately resulted in a great massacre in 1622. Just a few years later, they're at war, a great massacre. The massacre nearly wiped out the entire colony
0: check out the YouTube version of this episode, which has accompanying images. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you're enjoying the ride.